Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. Today I'm going to be going over my top five rookie quarterback dynasty rankings. So for those of you who aren't familiar, dynasty is a different form of fantasy football where you keep your same roster the next year and then the draft each year is from the rookies in uh, the current draft class. So I'm going to be ranking the top five and in this year it's kind of like a big five. These guys are probably all going to go within the top 15 picks if not top 10 or even top 8. So it will likely be harder to rank them than most years because most years you may have two guys going in the first round, then one in the second, one in the third. But when all these guys are getting solid draft capital, that's when it becomes really difficult to rank them. So I'm just going to list out the five guys, the big five. We have Mac Jones, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, and Trevor Lawrence. And so my number five, the guy I have ranked fifth, is Mac Jones. So Mac Jones is a redshirt junior from Alabama, so he spent four years in college, and he really only became the starting quarterback in 2020. He played in games in 2019, but that was when Tua got hurt, so you know he wasn't the starter for the whole season. But last year, he had an incredible year. In 13 games, he threw for 4,500 yards with a 77.4% completion percentage, and he threw 41 touchdowns and only one interception. So this year was absolutely insane. I mean, if Devontae Smith wasn't a beast for him, he could have won the Heisman. And this was really impressive because he followed up Tua, who was a top pick last year. They have a freshman on their team who's one of the best prospects in the nation, and he was able to beat him out. He stayed at Alabama when he maybe could have transferred and got a starting job earlier, but he stayed the course and it really paid off for him. One of the issues with Mac Jones for me is he doesn't really have much rushing upside from a fantasy football perspective, and that's something that the rest of these four players all have, but Mac Jones really just does not have it. He's not super mobile, which kind of really lowers his fantasy ceiling. When I'm looking at his potential landing spots, I'm thinking the 49ers, Broncos, Panthers, and the Patriots. There have been a lot of reports coming out that the 49ers traded up to number three to actually draft Mac Jones. And I'm not sure if I'm buying these. They sent Shanahan and uh, John Lynch, their GM, to Mac Jones' pro day. And then they sent their two best scouts to Justin Fields' pro day. I'm really not going to read much into that. At this point, I still think that they're looking at Justin Fields with this pick. If I'm the 49ers, I just don't think I trade up to the number three spot so early to draft Mac Jones. Because you kind of know that Justin Fields is going to get picked up there. But I don't think we really know yet if Mac Jones was going to get picked that high. So I feel like they wouldn't waste all that draft capital to pick a guy at number three that maybe they could have picked at number five, number six, number seven, somewhere in there. But I will say if he gets drafted to the 49ers, that really helps his dynasty outlook. I mean, the Niners have a great system a great offensive-minded head coach in Kyle Shanahan. So that would really have to make me think about moving him up. But right now, that rushing upside really hinders him, and that's why he comes in at my number five. My number four is Trey Lance. So Trey Lance is a redshirt sophomore from North Dakota State. Uh, that's the same school that Carson Wentz went to. He only played in one game in 2020, so his 2019 stats are the ones we're going to be looking at, and they were pretty flawless, about as good as it can get. He threw for 2,786 yards with a 66.9% completion percentage, 28 touchdown passes, and only one pick, 
and he ran for 1,100 yards and 14 touchdowns. So you see he really has that great dual threat upside. And he's 6'4", 226, so great NFL size. One of the only issues here is that was against the lower level of competition. So there is some question, is he's a little bit risky. Are his skills going to transfer directly to the NFL? And it seems like teams are thinking he's going to need a year or two to develop, maybe sit behind a veteran quarterback. So some potential landing spots for him, I think, are the 49ers. He hasn't really been thrown in that mix with the Mac Jones and Justin Fields, but I definitely think it's still an option. You have the Falcons, Panthers, Broncos, and Lions. And these are some pretty good teams to be linked to. I think all of these teams, besides the Lions, have really solid offensive weapons. With the Falcons, if he can sit behind Matt Ryan and then step into that offense, where you have Julio, who may be a little bit older, but you still have Calvin Ridley. Then with the Panthers, you have Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, the Broncos, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Noah Fant. Those are all really solid options. And like I talked about earlier, the rushing upside with Trey Lance really makes his potential through the roof, but it is more of a risk on whether or not he's actually going to hit. I think Mac Jones probably is safer in terms of becoming an NFL starter, but if Trey Lance can become a successful starter, I mean, his fantasy value is absolutely crazy. It would have to be up there with the Kyler Murrays, the Josh Allens, those guys. Zach Wilson comes in at number three for me. He's a junior from BYU, and there's a lot of debate in the dynasty community between Justin Fields and Zach Wilson, and I personally think Justin Fields is just a little bit better than Zach Wilson. So Zach Wilson had a pretty solid true freshman season, but then kind of dropped in production his sophomore season, had a lower completion percentage, less passing and rushing yards, and threw more interceptions. So you never really want to see that. You kind of want to see guys building on their seasons. But then in 2020, he really wasn't on many people's radars, and he absolutely popped off almost 3,700 passing yards on a 73.4% completion percentage. He threw for 33 touchdowns, only three picks, 254 rushing yards for 10 touchdowns. So he wasn't getting a ton of rushing volume, but he was making the most of it by getting into the end zone, which is huge for fantasy. That's six points instead of four points for a passing touchdown. And he's really been getting a lot of hype in this pre-draft buildup. The NFL has been really impressed with his playmaking ability. You've seen those pictures of him making those throws where he scrambles out to the left and then throws across his body down the middle and it's an absolute dime going like 60 yards down the field. And it's really looking like right now he's going to be landing with the Jets. They seem pretty locked in on him with that number two pick. And that's honestly one of the reasons why I have him lower than Justin Fields. When I'm looking at Justin Fields' potential spots, I like them all a lot more than the Jets. I'm not a huge fan of this offense they have around Wilson. You've seen Sam Darnold, who it seems like a lot of people in the NFL think can be a good quarterback, but he really has been struggling there. They did bring in Corey Davis, but I just don't think it's enough to support a young quarterback right away. And it's just not a super solid infrastructure to be building on for your dynasty team. And now I have the guy I just mentioned, Justin Fields at number two. So he's a junior at Ohio State. And he really had a breakout his sophomore year. His freshman year, he went to Georgia, got in some games, but was just the backup, transferred to Ohio State, became the starter. And his sophomore year in 14 games, threw for 3,273 yards, a 67.2% completion percentage, 41 passing touchdowns, three picks, 484 rushing yards, and 10 rushing touchdowns. 
So similar to Trey Lance and Zach Wilson, Fields is a dual threat option. He's 6'3", 228. He just ran a 4.44 40-yard dash. That's up there with guys like RG3's times. So once again, that just increases his fantasy potential even more. He only played in eight games in 2020, and he still put up really solid numbers. He did show an increase in his interceptions from three to six, and obviously it was in less games. And so that seems to be concerning some people. There have been reports that he kind of locks onto his first and second reads, and there have been some clips to back it up. You know, in the red zone, he'll be looking at his number one for a long time, and then he'll go to his number two, and there will be a guy like wide open in the corner in the end zone, and he just doesn't see it. I'm not incredibly concerned about this. There's also stuff being put out there that he can't really just take an L on a play. So, you know, instead of getting out of the pocket and throwing it away, he'll try to make a huge play and it'll end up in a pick or a sack. He can't just check it down and live to see another day. But I really think this is stuff that you can improve in the NFL. He really has been a starter for one and a half years. You know, he didn't get that full season this year, so he still has time to develop. And his potential landing spots are looking really solid. So I'm looking at the 49ers as the number three pick, the Falcons at the number four, and then I really think that if Mac Jones goes number three, you're going to have the Panthers and the Broncos making offers to the Falcons to move up to that number four slot. And putting him with any of these teams for me would be a big win. Either he can sit behind Jimmy Garoppolo and Matt Ryan or even Teddy Bridgewater and kind of learn, or he can get in there and just start right away with some pretty solid offenses. And that is one of the main reasons why I have him above Zach Wilson is because I just like his landing spots much more. Plus, I've seen him perform pretty well for two straight years, whereas Zach Wilson really just had his breakout his junior year. So that's why I have Justin Fields above Zach Wilson, and I also think Fields just provides more of a rushing upside. Wilson obviously has it too, but Fields is just to another level. I mean, the dude is an absolute beast. This is basically the consensus number one in dynasty communities, you know, unless guys are trying to throw a crazy take out there, not having Trevor Lawrence at the number one. That's not going to be me. Trevor Lawrence is my number one. He was a junior at Clemson. He went 34 and two in college. So the only two games he lost is won the national championship to that Joe Burrow absolutely stacked LSU team. And then last year to Justin Fields in the uh, semifinal. Trevor Lawrence is the only guy on this list who had top tier quarterback production all three years. So as a freshman, sophomore, and junior, he threw for at least 3,000 yards in all three seasons. And that was with a shortened season this year. He also has the rushing upside. I feel like people don't think he has the same rushing upside as maybe a Justin Fields or a Trey Lance, but it's definitely there. He's had combined 17 rushing touchdowns in the last two seasons, and then he had 563 rushing yards in 2019. I think what sticks out to a lot of people is that huge run he had two years ago against Ohio State to send them to the national championship. That was obviously big. You know, he showed off the speed. He has a huge frame. He's 6'6", 220, so he's definitely got the NFL size. It seems pretty obvious at this point that he's going to end up with the Jaguars. I think he has some of the highest odds to be the first round pick out of anyone ever. And so unless something insane changes, he will be a Jacksonville Jaguar. And I honestly do not mind this fit. They have a decent O-line. They've surrounded him with a pretty decent receiving core. You know, they had DJ Chark and LaVisca Chenault, who I was solid with. But then they went out, they got Marvin Jones to help that receiving core even more. So I'm definitely a fan of that. Then they have James Robinson as their running back. This is really going to be a young offensive core that Lawrence is going to be able to build with. 
And overall, Trevor Lawrence is just the safest pick. I mean, the odds of him busting are so incredibly low. So you're going to be getting a starter for 15 plus years for dynasty football. And that's really something you can't put a price on. Trevor Lawrence really has everything you'd be looking for in a dynasty quarterback. He was great in college, production all three years. He's going to get high draft capital. He's a very safe pick. He's going into a solid offense and he has great rushing upside. So, I mean, that's really all you could want. And that is why he is my number one. So to recap this list, I have Mac Jones at number five, Trey Lance at number four, Zach Wilson at number three, Justin Fields at number two, and Trevor Lawrence at number one. And if I was going to kind of divide this into tiers, I would say Trevor Lawrence is probably in a tier by himself. Then I think I would have Justin Fields and Zach Wilson in that second tier. Then I think Trey Lance in a tier by himself in the third. And then I think I would have Mac Jones kind of in that fourth tier. But if Mac Jones does get picked to the 49ers, I think I would have to elevate him into that Trey Lance tier. Just because that offense is so solid, it'll be pretty difficult for him to not be successful. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Let me know in the comments, what are your quarterback dynasty rankings? You know, do you agree with these guys? Do you disagree? Let me know your reasoning. If you liked the video, uh, liking and subscribing would be big for the channel. I'm going to be coming out with the other positions. So running back and wide receivers, probably not tight end because it's basically Kyle Pitts and then a bunch of nobodies. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. See you guys next time.